you know, recently have been a part of a process that had to make a big decision, I felt like. Uh, to us, it was very important that we get our goals and, and set them and, and see what the end result came up with. Yeah, we could come up with the best end result. We went through and set them, and there's times that we discuss after every interview or the process, what do you think? What, where's that taking us to our goal? And we had some hard conversations, and we knew we had hard conversation, conversations to come when we made our decision, but we had to make the decision that benefited our goal or helped get us to our goal. It was very important to do, reach our goal. And we had to keep reminding ourselves as we go through the process. Sometimes there's an easy decision. You, <laughs> here's an easy path, and I know this one's a little rougher, but I think it's the right path. So instead of taking the easy path, sometimes we, we need to choose this rough path. So that's what we're going to talk about a little today about uh, choosing our paths. We read in Luke uh, 13, 23, and 30, Then said unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter into the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house has risen up and has shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and, shall, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. Then shall we begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in, the, in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. Then there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When, when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves thrust out. And there shall come from the east, from the west, and from the north and from the south, and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are the last which shall be the first, and there are the first which shall be the last. You know, the question was asked, are there just a few saved? How many is a few? We might have that question in our heads today. How many is a few? But the, the answer was, Jesus never gave a number, but it strived us to strived us to enter into the straight gate by following God's commands. We choose our paths. We can either in, take the narrow path to eternal life or the broad path to eternal, eternal damnation. Which path do I take again? Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that which leadeth unto life, and few and few there be that find it. Here straight, I always, when I heard this passage, was thinking about a straight line. But straight here means narrow with obstacles nearby or standing close and about. We need to be focused on our final destination and not get caught up along the journey by the obstacles that are along our paths. We need to strive to keep on the straight and narrow path. That's the path we need to take. That path includes Jesus. We read this 14 and 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In 10, verse John 10 and 9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. To get on the correct path, to get to the straight 
and narrow path, we have to hear the word, we have to believe, confess, repent, be baptized. We have to follow God's plan of salvation. This is the first step on the path to eternal life. Until we do this, we may, we, we're sitting at the intersection of the broad path and the narrow path. And we have to make a choice. See, there's a choice. Do I want to stay on the broad path or do I want to get on the narrow path that leads to the straight gate? We have a choice. And we have to make that choice and we have to accept Jesus and be baptized. And he will help guide our paths. When we do this, we have to fully submit and trust. We read Proverbs 3 and 6, And always acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be, be not wise in their own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. We need to trust God's way and not in our way. We do not need to seek a direct, if we cannot see it's a, re, a direct path to the narrow road, we need to be patient and God will reveal the way we need to proceed. We need to be about doing God's work and what he expects of each of us. Our job is to honor him in everything we do. Trust in him and, stay on the, and we can stay on the correct path. We need to be all in. We cannot walk the path alone or we may get lost. Have you ever been lost? <laughs> when driving, we were in Dallas when the kids were little, and I was trusting, the, at, at the time, I think it was a Garmin. That was before cars had, uh, I can't even think of what I'm thinking. Before cars had the way to tell us how to get somewhere, I guess is how I always had to put it. But uh, we were driving, I was following, I said, turn, go up here, exit, turn right, turn left. And I was going through this, and after about three times, I said, Shona, have we not seen that before? <laughs> We're just going in circles. And I decided, I said, well, I'm going to go off on my own way. I don't trust that. I turned it off. I'm mad. And, uh, and the next thing I know, we're out in the middle of the country, and I don't know what's going on. This is in Dallas. We can't see anything. I'm lost. Lost. So what I had to do is go back and find something familiar to me. And I felt all right again. We need to let God guide our paths. Because, because if we're out here and we're lost and, and, and we're just searching in the world and keep searching, I could have drove forever and might have ended up in Missouri. I don't know. But I saw a sign of a town I knew and I knew how to get back. So when we're out in the world and we, we feel lost and we don't have direction, where do we need to see? Seek God. Go to God, go for guidance. Seek his word. Pray for help. Seek other Christian brothers and sisters, Christians in Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Seek other Christians to help guide us, to help get us there, to help get us back to God where we need to be so we get on the correct path. There's, there's a way that seemed right unto us, but in the end thereof the ways are death. See, we can't trust us because we're weak in nature. We fall to temptations. Our path, we can be on the narrow path. That obstacle jump, we detour and we never get back. Trust God. Let God be our guide in all the choices that we make. You see, the human, human nature is weak and we tend to take the path of least resistance. The path that does not have a lot of rules. The path that fits our desires or what we want. The path that appears to be popular fun you know we want the quick fix path of least resistance I don't know if any of y'all have noticed but I could lose a little weight you might not have noticed that but I could I promise you it's easy burn more calories than I consume 
But the hard thing, I like to consume more than I like to burn. <laughs> Therefore, like the diet industry in America, there's a million billion dollar industry looking for the quick fix, that path of least resistance. What's the easiest? I don't want to have to put any work in. Let's not be that as Christians. We can't be that. We need to let God be our guide because our human nature and weaknesses will lead us astray. We need. We read in John 8 and 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Being a faithful follower of Jesus, he will lead us the correct way. The world's dark, but Jesus provides a light. And when we seem lost or caught up in concerns of the world, we need to look to him and God and find our way back to our path. We were in the mountain skiing a couple weeks ago, and again, I like to consume more than burn, so we was looking for a place to eat. We was in Angel Fire, and everything had closed down, I guess, with COVID, and they went broke. But So we drive, they wanted to drive to Taos, so we'd take off. In the daylight, I was fine. Uh, and I'd been there before on that road. Coming back, it was pitch dark. Couldn't see anything. And it seemed like we drove and drove and drove and drove. Started getting a little anxious. I don't know if you've had that feeling. Man, are we there yet? It seems like we've been driving for two hours. Did I miss a turn? Did I do something wrong? And I saw the light of, the, of angel fire. What happened? Anxiety went down and we're here. You know, when you're out there tossing and turning and you don't know, and you don't, look for the light. Go to God. Look for the light, and you'll be taken. He will guide you the right way. You know, our paths can get blocked. We read in 1 Peter 1, 6, and 7. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through the manifold of temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than the gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto please the honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. We're going to encounter trials along our path. We need to remember straight by definition meant narrow with obstacles close. The straight, narrow path, narrow with obstacles close. We're going to need Jesus to help get through the obstacles that we face, look to him for the light, and we can look at, as Christians, we need to look and we see somebody, we need to encourage them and, and give them comfort to help them along the path. You know, when you're on that path and the roadblock's there, it's hard to see past that path. We've got the roadblock and we start to detour. It's hard to see through that roadblock what's on the other side sometimes if we're not focused. And we get off on this detour, it looks like you're looking over here at the broad path. Everybody's on it and it's whipping by. It's going. It's an interstate. Going, going. And I'm stuck here going nowhere, we feel. It's easy to jump over. It's easy. Temptations, uh, the devil works. He knows our weakness. He, he, he wants us to jump over and get on that path. Just try it. Here, just come over here. You can go over here and you can get back on the straight path. Just try it. But the problem is, y'all have all been on the freeway in Dallas or Houston or, and cars are going once you get on that path. Soon you quit looking around your surroundings. And before you know it, you're on that broad path. The same thing can happen in a Christian life. We have an obstacle. We take the path of least resistance. And we never get back to the straight and narrow. It's a chance. Every time we take a detour, every time we take an exit off of the straight and narrow, it's a chance. And we're going to need others encouraging us along. And when we see someone like that, we need to give encouragement to them. Build them up. 
get them back on track. And always look to God when our past seems blocked. You know, we have comfort as Christians knowing that Jesus has overcome the world. These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you should have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We're going to have the tribulations and strife as followers of Jesus, but he urges us to be of good cheer because the world can only cause pain for a little while, and we can have comfort in eternity. He has overcome the world for us. He's shown us. Follow his path. You know, our attitudes and feelings can help obstacles interfere. It, 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 they seem larger than they really are. We read in Ephesians 4 and 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is a good cheer to use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. How we approach our trials and, and obstacles really affect our ability to get past the problem that we're dealing with. Being negative and looking at all the work that may be required of us, all the time it may take, or just feeling it's not fair will, not, will only cause the obstacle to grow to the point where you cannot move forward. Remember to be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world. We can remove the roadblock by our faith. We're foreseeing, we're also compassed about, which means hampered with, such so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down the right, at the right hand of the throne of God. Even though we are hampered with or compassed about or hampered with a great cloud being the world and sin around us and worries, we need to run the race of endurance and let our faith grow. Keep the big picture in mind, the heavenly home we wish to obtain and continue to have faith that if we obey God's commands, we will have the the reward that he has promised for us and we can stay on the right path you know obstacles can be removed by maintaining patience and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope and to the end that ye be not slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit promises faith and patience will help us navigate the, to the narrow path the narrow path removing the obstacles that block the path we walk down the path knowing that Jesus, our Savior, has also walked an earthly path and did this with no sin so, so we could have forgiveness of our sins. He did this with no sins and provided a perfect sacrifice so we can have forgiveness of sins. We're sinful by nature, and without this sacrifice, we would have no hope. You know, we talk about struggles and maintaining patience and, and things we go through. A man was <clears throat> watching a cocoon, and it started moving. And he just was intrigued by it, so he watched it. It was shaking and moving. A little bit, he saw a little crack in it. And it was just kind of, it was still moving, just, just shaking. And after a while, it stopped. 
And he watched. Like I said, he was intrigued by it. He watched and watched. And, and he thought, well, I'm going to help just a little. So he cut some slit in the cocoon. I'm going to help. And uh, then it started shaking again and emerged what would have been a, a butterfly, but it had a large, uh, looked like swollen body and shriveled wings. And that's what that butterfly was destined to live. <laughs> because, see, the struggle was making the butterfly's wings stronger to get out of the cocoon. You know, we have to see through the trials that we're having. We have to keep the goal, the end goal in mind, a, 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 heavenly, a, a heavenly home with our Father, Jesus. We have, to, we have to keep that in our mind as we're going through trials. The struggles make us stronger. If we'll look to God and let him be and, and let Him be our guide, that struggle makes us stronger Christians. Our faith grows. It doesn't weaken, it grows. And the stronger we get, the, the easier the trials that we face, we can get by because we know in the end we'll have what has been promised to us. So we need to be faithful as going through trials and have patience and faith, and that will help remove the obstacles that we face in life. You know, we need to, if we're not on that path, we need to get on the path that leads to eternal life. And Peter said unto him, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To begin the journey down the path, you might be at that crossroads. We might be, here's the, the big highway, here's the path. We're sitting there, which way do we go? We're driving. I'm either going to choose the broad way or the narrow way. And to get on this narrow path that leads to the straight gate, we have to accept Jesus. You have to be baptized and repent of our sins, just like it said here. This is a step to get us on the path. Say we've been on the path. You know, I've talked about detours. <laughs> we're on the path, we're going, everything's working as obstacle on the straight, narrow. The obstacle jumps in our way. It's a trial. We don't think we can get by it. We take a detour. The longer you stay in this detour and go off the path, the, the path you need to be on, the farther you get from the path. We need to realize that. And if you realize you're on this detour, you need to come back to the straight path. You know, if we get on the detour, we read, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's how we get on the back path, the correct path we've detoured we don't need to get caught up in the world and the journey that we're going through we need to focus on our main goal our heavenly home choose the path that is pleasing to God we read many will say to me in that day Lord Lord have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have we not cast out devils and in their name done many wonderful works and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. We have to follow God's plan if we want to have a heavenly home. You know, there's a story, and I didn't put it in, the parable of the rich young, the story of the rich young ruler. He heard the teaching. He said, what must I do to be saved? He said, follow my commandments. And he goes, well, which ones? And so we get a list of commandments that need to follow. He puffed his chest and felt pretty good and said, man, I've done that since, I've done that since I was young. From young. What else must I do? Sell all your possessions, give to the poor, and follow me. He walked away with his head down because he had many possessions. 
You know, our choices are the path we choose, the path we're on. You have to evaluate individually. Remember a few. Everybody wants a number. Everybody wants a list. We're, we're just kind of geared that way. We want a list. Perfect. We need to search, see which path we're on. See if it's the path on the straight and narrow. And if we're on the straight and narrow path, does it mean an obstacle doesn't come in our way? No, it doesn't. We've shown that. We're going to have trials. But where do you look when you have a trial? You look to God. Who's the light? Jesus. How are we saved? By, by being baptized. And start that path. And you know, the funny, not the funny, I shouldn't ever use funny. The thing about this is if we strive to follow God's commands, we walk, we're about doing his work, and that's how we structure our life, which is the path of least resistance for us. Is it the broad way or the narrow way? There's only one path to be on. God will guide us the right way if we're willing to, to submit, trust, and follow. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.